Praise God. Thank you for joining me and all of us in worship today. As we prepare for the sermon, I want to remind you that if you have the bulletin, there's a sermon outline for you to follow along with me, saints. If you look at that sermon outline, what is the title of today's message? It says, Pentecost Sunday, Change the World. We want to say thank you for Shelly Wheeler for having played that beautiful song for us. What a friend we have in Jesus. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the friendship that we have with Jesus today and how Jesus changed the world through Pentecost Sunday. Saints, let's take a moment to pray. Gracious God, we thank you so much for this day. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would open our eyes so that we can clearly see you, that you would open our ears so we could truly hear you, but most of all, that you would open our hearts so that we can receive you. We thank you for the message and being able to worship you today. We give you the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen. Praise God. So Pentecost Sunday changed the world. Saints, I don't know about you, but some days we can feel real discouraged. But when we think about the meaning of Pentecost Sunday, we can understand that this was the day that changed the world because we found out or we were reminded that God came for everyone and not just some people. God is for everyone. Tell your neighbor, everyone, everyone. God is for all of us. But saints, when we look at the news someday, when we talk to our coworkers, our friends, when we're on social media, we can be discouraged. Are you discouraged some days, saints? Do you feel confused and hopeless and lost some days? I know I do. I mean, the violence, the death, the disease, we're still dealing with coronavirus. And now we have riots and looting and arson, and it's just sad. It's hard. Our world is just hard some days. I am so saddened by another death, another loss. Many of us have been following the story about Floyd George, and we are all just sad. I don't know about you, but I felt angry. I felt sad. I, I felt hopeless. I felt helpless. And I know many of us, when we're feeling this way, we might cry out, what are we supposed to do? We wonder, what are we supposed to do? And many of us begin to get involved in protests, and definitely we can get involved in protests. Many of us begin to write our leaders, and, and that's a great idea to write our leaders, our, our Congress men and women, our senators. We can make a difference. Many of us begin to donate money. Many of us make signs that say different things like, I can't breathe or stop killing us. Black Lives Matter. We try to figure out what we are supposed to do. The one thing that all of us are supposed to do is we are to turn to Christ. Turn to Jesus during the hardest, most difficult days. And, and I know many of you are thinking, but Pastor Kelly, we are praying. We turn to God and it doesn't seem like anything is happening. It doesn't seem like it's helping. It doesn't seem like there's any change. And we feel like there is nothing happening. But saints, I want us to know that's the exact position that Satan wants us to be in. 
Satan wants to get us so downcast, so discouraged, so confused, so feeling of helpless and, and discouragement, so tired that we give up. We turn away from Christ instead of turning toward Christ. But in our most difficult, trying, exasperating days, we are supposed to turn to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, turn to Jesus. Saints, think about our history. Every time things got really tough, the people of the faith, the people that believed in Christ, the people of God, turned to God, the one that can truly make a difference. Think about our history. Think about the Israelites when they were in Egypt. What did they do? They prayed. Think about the history of African Americans when we were enslaved in our own country. What did our people do? We prayed. Think about the civil rights movements. All of us, all of you all that actually lived through the civil rights movement. Think about those great leaders like Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks. Think about what they did. They prayed. Just recently, we lost Senator Elijah Cummings, and he was a man of faith, and, and he prayed. And, and still right now, we even have one congressman named John Lewis, and he's 80 years old, saints, but he's still working hard to affect change, and he turns to prayer. There are so many people in America, so many people throughout the entire world that turn to Jesus Christ. I even think if some of you all can remember back with me, if you think about South Africa, remember when South Africa was under the oppression of apartheid? They had many, many leaders who prayed, who turned to Jesus. There's even one that still inspires me today. His name is the, the Bishop Desmond Tutu. He was the Archbishop of Cape Town, and he's still alive. And, and today he's considered the Archbishop Emeritus. But during the hardest, most difficult times of apartheid, he prayed. So many people turn to God. So when we think about Pentecost, what Pentecost helps us to begin to realize and remember is that Pentecost is actually a time of preparation. It's a time of prayer. Pentecost is preparing us for hard and difficult days. Saints, it's because of a lot of people of faith that got up and didn't give up that we have the freedoms that we have today. So I encourage everyone to keep working hard. Don't give up the fight. Things will get better. They have already gotten better. But remember, things will never be perfect. Why won't things get perfect here on earth? Why will we always ask the question, why is this happening? Things will never get perfect here on earth because of the reality of sin. Sin will not disappear from our planet until Jesus Christ returns. We have to realize that Pentecost is preparing us for what's next, saints. In the book of Joel, from our scripture reading that June read earlier, if we look at chapter 2, verses 30 through 31, I want you to read this with me. It says, I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. 
Think about this. It says the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Pentecost is a prophecy. It's getting us prepared for that great and dreadful day of the, of the Lord. Jesus told us a long time ago, saints, that certain things were going to happen. And on Pentecost Sunday, when Peter is standing there speaking before the people, he uses this scripture in his sermon. He uses this scripture to remind us that we are getting ready for some things to take place. Pentecost is a prophecy. It's telling us what happened as well as what's going to happen. Remember, saints, from day one, Jesus told us what was going to happen. Jesus told us he would die a horrible death. He told us he would be risen on the third day. He told us he would ascend into the heavens and sit at the right hand of God the Father. He also told us he would return. So let's stop. Slow down just a minute. And let's think about what happened between him leaving to ascend to heaven and him returning. What was life going to be like for those of us here on earth? Life wasn't supposed to get easier. Tell your neighbor, it's not easy. It is not easy. That scripture says there will be blood. There will be fire. There will be billows of smoke. Life was going to get hard. Satan was going to go into overtime. Say overtime. Satan was going to go into overtime to do everything to get Christians defeated and destroyed and turning away from Jesus. But what did the disciples do on Pentecost Sunday? Remember, I already talked to us about how they were preparing. The disciples knew they were going into battle. They were not just fighting for their own lives. They were fighting for the entirety of humanity. They were fighting for human lives. We can look to God, saints, on Pentecost Sunday because Pentecost Sunday changed the world because it changed the church. The church became into existence. Christians became Christians and it changed everything. What also happened that Sunday is God let it be known that he was here for everyone. Say everyone. Everyone. And it says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I want us to look at this scripture from Acts because it's very important for us to understand how Pentecost Sunday became about all people. Let's start with verse 5. It says, now... There were, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation, say every, every nation under heaven, every single nation. And when they came together, they heard this sound, and the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Think about it. Each one could hear God in their own language language. It says in verse 7, utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Galileans. They were a different type of people. 
then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. Think about all the people that were in this list. Think about all of the different areas that they had come from. All of the nations under heaven. Pentecost is about getting everyone, say everyone, everyone to know the message of Christ. Everyone, say everyone again, everyone. Pentecost is about everyone having access to the Holy Spirit. But we have got to choose. Tell your neighbor you've got to choose. We have got to choose to access the Holy Spirit. We've got to choose to plug in. We've got to choose to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Saints, Pentecost is a beautiful holiday, a beautiful celebration for all of us as Christians. But it reminds us that we need to rise up. Tell your neighbor, rise up. We need to rise up. Remember the disciples were in that upper room. They had to come out of the upper room. They had to rise up. What were they rising up against? They were rising up against evil. They were rising up against Satan. You see, Satan constantly wants to try to keep us down. Satan constantly wants to try to knock us out. But we serve a bigger God than Satan. We serve a powerful God, saints. We serve a God that's all about love and kindness and forgiveness. We serve an amazing God that can take the worst situation, saints, and use it for a blessing in our lives. So tell your neighbor again, Christians, say Christians. Christians, it is time to rise up. Rise up. You see, in Christianity, there is no hate. You can't hate your brother or your sister. You can't hate your neighbor and then say you love God. In Christianity, there is love. In Christianity, there is no division. Jesus takes all of us. Men, women, young, old, everyone in every nation. He loves each and every one of us. In Christianity, in the church, we learn how to treat each other. We learn about God's unconditional love, about God's unconditional forgiveness. We learn how to love the unlovable. We even learn how to treat people with respect who don't seem like us. We learn how to work with people who don't even believe the same things that we believe. We learn how to to love each other as God has loved us. Pentecost Sunday was an amazing day. The Holy Spirit came upon all of the people that were present. And because all of those people that were present received the power of the Holy Spirit, they were able to go forth into the world and establish churches in every single nation. 
Think about that, saints. They were a small group of people in one small area. And because they had the faith to believe in something that seemed impossible, it changed the church forever. But I want you to remember where they began. They began by praying. And I know, again, you're probably thinking, Pastor Kelly, but we are praying. Well, let me tell you, pray some more. Tell your neighbor, pray some more. We keep praying. We keep reading the Bible. We keep sharing the gospel. We keep fighting against sin. See, that's the real deal. We are fighting against sin. Remember our scripture from Ephesians. Ephesians says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Tell your neighbor, it's not against flesh and blood. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Our fight, saints, is against the spiritual forces of evil. That's what our fight is against, evil, Satan. So tell your neighbor again, rise up, rise up. Continue to pray, continue to hope, continue to serve, continue to give, continue to be the Christian that you have been called to be in our world. Saints, it's in this way that we begin to make real change. Thank you, and let us pray. Gracious God, you are so mighty and amazing. And without you, Lord, there is nothing that we can accomplish. It is because of you, you have brought us out of darkness so many times. And even though our world seems right now to be in a dark place, Lord, you too will bring us out of this darkness. You will continue to to help us, to heal us, to, to restore us, and to make all things new. So gracious God, we pray, Lord, that you will continue to be with the families that are hurting today. That you will continue to provide the miracle healing power of therapies for the diseases. That you will help us overcome the problems that are plaguing the world. That you will help us to be the change agents that you desire us to be as Christians. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all your people said, praise God, saints. Join us with the